The views and opinions expressed on the Untold History Revealed podcast are solely those of the individual stating them and are not necessarily those of the Untold History Revealed owners. Sit back and grab a cup of coffee or tea as we discuss some moments in history that may have been untold or forgotten. Another episode of Untold History Revealed starts now. Hi gang, I'm your host Sean Donnelly with another episode of Untold History Revealed. And I'm Marianne Donnelly, your co-host for the show tonight. So our last podcast, we introduced everybody to the case of uh, Andrew and Abby Borden. A lot of people call it the Lizzie Borden case. True. Um, I'm surprised how many people don't know who Lizzie Borden was. I know, it's amazing. I mean, especially with the nursery rhyme, you'd be, you know, yeah. I thought that it would be silly that people wouldn't know who she was. So if you guys haven't listened to any of our podcasts before, uh, I'll give you a little background of who we are and why we're doing this. Um, we are the owners of Dark Shadow Ghost Tours and Panic D, and we do a lot of research for paranormal cases in our social media for our other uh, websites and things that we own. and. Over time, we collect a lot of information that is historical and might not lead to, you know, paranormal uh, type stuff. So we decided as a hobby, we would put together this podcast and go over some of the things that we found um, quite interesting uh, with history and things like that. And, you know, sort of preserve some of this stuff out there for future generations. (laughs) But... um, that's basically the uh, premise behind uh, our podcast, and we are on episode number six already. Do you believe that? It's crazy. This is episode number six. Um, so here's what we're going to do tonight. Marianne, you're kind of a uh, expert when it comes to the Lizzie Borden case, so you have like no clue what I am have up my sleeve. No, I so, don't know what you're going to talk about tonight. <laughs> I found a couple things that um, we're going to go over, and okay. then we'll discuss each one. And I want to hear your huh? factual opinion about them, and uh, we'll take it from there. How's that sound? Kind of like we'll play a little game. Oh, okay. I love games. Okay. So, for those of you who don't know who Lizzie Borden is, you could go back and listen to our Season 1, Episode 5 podcast, which uh, introduced you to the case, like I mentioned earlier. And um, we went over the crime scene and the autopsy report. Yes. Um, So, we're going to take this a step further. We did mention last time that we have all kinds of information we could churn out all kinds of podcasts about the topic and uh we debated whether to go with something else or keep up with lizzie borden so this one we're gonna we're gonna keep going with lizzie so um but what i have here well what the point i was trying to make was basically she was acquitted yes she was yeah um after serving what was it almost it was almost a year yes yeah um she was uh held for almost a year as they went to trial, you know, in the intermediate. And the final outcome was her, her and her sister split the estate of her father. Yes, they did. Basically. And uh, instantly became quite wealthy. Very much so. So what we're going to talk about here is 14 different reasons to believe that Lizzie actually murdered her parents okay all right all right okay so reason number one if it wasn't lizzie then who else had the opportunity to do it okay like we mentioned in the previous one um at the time of her mother's well her stepmother's murder yes she would not like it if you said it was her mother which was around 9 30 a.m uh, their household guest, John Morse, was vi- out visiting rel- relatives. Her sister, her sister, Emma, was out of town. Her father, Andrew Borden, was out running errands. 
and the maid Bridget Sullivan was outside washing windows. That is what is supposedly what happened at the time. So this is at the time of Abby's murder. Yes. The only person that could have been in the house at the time would have been Lizzie. Unless someone had, you know, come in that was not known to us. Unless somebody came in, committed the murder, and hid for about 90 minutes. Or left and came back and murdered her father. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. So, I find that kind of far-fetched. Especially since that front door was locked. Okay. Unless they hid, but where would they have hid? Well, there there are places in the house that they could, someone could have hidden. Lizzie's bedroom? Well. Yeah. I don't know so much about Lizzie's bedroom per se because it's pretty much right there in the middle of everything. Um, but the basement, there's plenty of places in the basement that there could have been, you know... Uh, a nice little hiding spot. Uh, the attic has many different little cubbies and areas there. They could have been hiding there. Um, I, I, you know, they, I would not say that there's not a possibility. Plus there's of course, um, the outside, the backyard, there was supposedly someone who saw someone, uh, hanging out around there. So a neighbor passerby. So you, you believe in an intruder theory, basically. I didn't say that. But I am saying that there are other there are other ways that someone could have been in the house as well without someone noticing. You you stayed in the house. You disagree. You don't think that someone could have been hiding in one of those areas. No, if because Lizzie said at the time of the murder she was downstairs. Not okay. in the basement though. But she didn't hear anybody walking around. She didn't hear her mother or sorry stepmother. Getting murdered. How many, how many times was her stepmother hit with an axe? So true. How many times was she hit? Um, she was at 18 and one in the back. Okay. So 19. So 19. yes, I was in the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely would have heard somebody getting hit with an axe 18 or 19 times and then, you know, slamming to the floor, obviously. And she probably would have screamed, I would have assumed. Well, maybe on the first first hit she might yeah. have but after that probably not so much i don't know but i don't, uh, I don't buy that you don't buy that okay all right okay. uh i just say that because there's also one of the theories is that it could have been her 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 half brother and that he could have been in the house and you know hidden and nobody really noticed that he was there and he would have reason to stay and know you know i'm just saying all right, so let's move on to number two. Okay. Okay. Um, number two, it, it said the police thought that it was an inside job. They found no signs of forced entry into the house, um, despite the fact that the Bordens habitually locked their doors because didn't they have some sort of theft or something take yes. place? There was a theft not yeah. that incredibly long before this, um, and... Uh, Took only a few things of Mrs. Borden's from her dressing room, and nothing else was disturbed. Pretty much they locked, kept the house locked, locked all the doors inside the house, too. I know the bedrooms and things were locked. A lot of the things were. um, So nothing appeared to be stolen or no break-ins or anything like that. True, and they did even find um, that there was money in Mr. Borden's pockets. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then this says, too, that uh, no stranger was seen entering or leaving the Borden house on the morning of the murders. So that kind of goes back to number one. So, But there were people who The police who were, believe been, it was an inside job. Yeah, but there were people who had said that they saw people hanging around uh the area hanging around near the house, just not entering and leaving. Okay. I still say it was Lizzie, <laughs> but okay. Hey, I'm not saying or it was Lizzie, her or not her. Or Lizzie knew who did it. 
you know, I I I, I lean towards that too a little bit that she was saying, hey. You you do this for me, and I'll take care of you later when I get all the money. You know that's, you know I don't know. It could have been that way, or she just did it herself and was just crazy. But, anyways, all right. Number three. Although Lizzie claimed to have been downstairs at the very time her mother was violently murdered upstairs, I just talked about this. Mm-hmm. She said she heard no alarming noises. This, despite her mother having been struck multiple times with an axe and falling to the floor. We just talked about that. Right. So. No, I happen to agree with that one. I, I do. Even Bridget you being know? outside. Yeah. I mean, this is an well, you know, wooden floors. You would hear something. Yeah, it the the building is not that big. We literally could step it off and be mm-hmm. done crossing the entire length of the house in in like seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree that you should have heard something. Maybe she did hear something. Maybe she didn't. Maybe she was in there. Maybe she wasn't. I mean, she did have other circumstances through the morning when she said she was in one place, and then she changed her story and said she was somewhere else later. So she could have been somewhere she said she wasn't. But I agree. If she was there, uh, she should have heard the thud. Mrs. Borden was not a small woman. No. By no means. By no means. No. Okay, so number four. On August 3rd, the day before the murders, witnesses identified Lizzie Borden as having visited Smith's drugstore uh, where she attempted to purchase a poison, prussic acid. We talked about that in the last podcast. Did. She explained that she needed the acid to clean a seal skin cape. The druggist refused to sell her because she basically didn't have a prescription. Correct. She later said that she didn't even know where Smith's Pharmacy was. She said she had never been there. She said she was not in there. She did not try to buy the prussic acid. He said she was there. He refused to sell it to her. There were other witnesses in the pharmacy that that same day who also said, yeah, that was Lizzie Borden that was there. Well, there's another thing, if we have time, we get to it, um, that states that the druggist, do you remember his name? Eli. Eli. Um, he didn't really know who she was. It was customers that pointed out and said, oh, no, that's Andrew Borden's daughter, because there were so many different, there's hundreds of there Borden were, families in Fall River at the time. There were other Bordens yeah. in Fall River. I, I so, do believe, I I do agree to that. There were other Bordens. <clears throat> she knew he knew her as Miss Borden, correct? But didn't know that that was Andrew Borden's daughter. So, no, I don't know. I just find it strange that the day before she's trying to get this stuff, and yeah, what? Okay, so you're a science teacher. Why would you need a prescription for prussic acid? I mean, what would you use that for? Uh, like she was going to use it to clean a seal skin cape, right? Uh, it is, is a poison. Stomach. It is a poison, and it will kill things. So she wanted to kill the moths and things like that. She wanted to make sure the moths weren't going to eat things. She also there was also another thing that said she was going to use it to clean some seal skin items as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is used as a poison. And so, I don't know of any con- any medical uses at this time. I have not actually looked into that, but uh, I don't know of any medical uses right now for okay. it. So I stumped you. You did. Okay. All right. Number five. Uh, now this one's kind of interesting. On the night before the murders, Lizzie visited a neighbor, Alice Russell, and told her that she feared that someone identified or some identified enemy of her father's might soon try to kill him. So she had a premonition. Yes, she did. Uh, This was her friend, Alice, and she did go to her. She went and partied with her from time to time. Uh, She would go to different parties and events with her. She did see her the day before, 
did kind of go there and say, you know, I have fears that someone will try to come in and kill father uh, because, you know, of his business dealings and his being such a... uh, so you don't find that strange the night oh, before the murders? Of course she, I, I find that strange. Did but, she tell her this on other times or Um not specifically. Not specifically. But, you know, she did mention that, you know people didn't quite like her father all the time because of his business dealings and how uh much of a miser he was. So someone obviously would be angry with him, and she just started pointing that out. And she did, the night before, stop by and say that. And of course they they did have a fear uh, in the household at that time that they were being poisoned uh, because they were all sick. Because of the, either the milk or the mutton. Correct. Yeah. So I just find it strange you know. that the night before she just goes to her, you know, her neighbor or friend or whatever and just i have this premonition Mm -hmm. you know just kind of like setting it up like hey this is going to happen but it wasn't me right right giving giving some uh i I don't know she she did it she did it (laughs) i don't know she was acquitted yeah but okay anyways um number six lizzie told police that while she was alone in the house with her mother they keep saying her mother. It's her stepmother. I know. Lizzie's probably spinning in her grave. She probably is. Um, while she was alone in the house with her mother on the morning of the murder, a messenger came to the door with a note summoning her mother to visit a sick friend. Lizzie told people that she sum- she assumed her mother had left. Despite a thorough search of the, burden- of the Borden house, no such a lead note was ever found true they never found a note no uh no one ever you know stepped up and said yeah i was sick or yes i sent the note because this person was sick uh no one ever stepped up and said i am the note reason i i know of this note um they never found one the only person that ever has anything to say about it is Lizzie saying, yes, she told me that she had a note. And uh, no one else ever really saw this note. No one heard a messenger. So I find it kind of interesting that the night before, <laughs> she tells her friend something's going to happen. But she didn't think that the forges note. Right? Right. Which would have basically said, oh, she thought her mother, stepmother, mm-hmm. left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wasn't thinking right. She was crazy. Mm. Lizzie Borden took an axe, killed them both, got all the money. Hatchet. <laughs> okay. All right, number seven. When Bridget Sullivan came back inside after having finished washing out the outside of the windows around 1030... She reported hearing a muffled laugh coming from upstairs. So this is what? An, roughly about an, an hour, hour after? Mm-hmm. Um, she assumed that it was Lizzie making the noise. Lizzie, of course, denied being upstairs during the time period between her mother's murder and her father's murder. Well, she did deny it. That she was up there, but she also at another point said that she was up there. Then she said she was in the kitchen. and So she did have some differing opinions in her mind of where she was at, at the time. Uh, but she, she eventually she says that's during her father's murder. Oh, okay. She eventually does say, though, that she was downstairs in the kitchen when her father came home. That she was not on the <clears> stairs <throat> Uh, coming down the front staircase uh, like Bridget thought that she had seen her. Um, And she remembered being on the front staircase when her father came home uh, at one point. And then she changed her mind and she says, oh, no, I was in the I was in in the uh, kitchen. But she did later say, "Uh, I may have been confused as to what day Uh, I did see my I, I was on the staircase, but that was a different day. 
So let's kind of like try to paint a picture here. I know it's kind of hard on a podcast, but we've been to the to the house. Yes. And the front staircase. Mm-hmm. Right by the front door. It's right by the front door. Leads up the front staircase. That kind of wraps around. And if you come off that staircase, you would go straight into the guest room. Where Mrs. Borden was found murdered. Right. Right. Which you can see in there from the staircase as you're going up. Yes, you can. Now, if you come up the staircase and make an immediate right, right you go into Lizzie's bedroom. Correct. Um, and then off of Lizzie's bedroom. A little side room. Was Emma? That was Emma's bedroom. Correct. And then straight ahead was another door that they kept locked, and actually Lizzie's headboard was up against it, which was another door that led into the parents' room. Correct. But they didn't go up and down to the front staircase. They used the back staircase. Yes, Mr. and Mrs. Borden. To go to their room. Correct. Okay. So when we were there, of course, there was a bathroom. But that wasn't there at the time. That Correct. was added. They didn't have indoor plumbing. Correct. Um, so. The the room when if you go there today, there is a bathroom at the top of the staircase on the left mm-hmm. across the hall. You know, uh, and um, that at the time was a closet room where Lizzie and her sister would st- hang their dresses and things like that. So the point I'm making is, is if Lizzie was upstairs at all, on them steps, anywhere, she would have definitely at least seen her stepmother laying there, bleeding all over the place. If she would have come up the staircase, she would have seen her. If she was upstairs and came down the staircase, she would would not have. Okay. Unless she specifically looked over to the right. Well, how would she get upstairs if she wasn't upstairs when the murder took place? So true. And if she was upstairs when the murder took place, why didn't she hear anything? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just the next room over. Exactly. So, I'm not buying it. She did it, but okay. <laughs> Again, she was acquitted. She was acquitted, but I don't know. All right, so we're at number seven. We have seven more. So um, at this point, why don't we take a short break, and we'll come back and finish this off. Okay. 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 All right, so we will be right back. calendars close your doors and turn off all the lights as twice a month bte radio brings you a new episode of the haunted spotlight sean and marianne donnelly of dark shadow ghost tours dig deep into the archives of the panic d database and take you inside a different location with each new episode learn the rich history and hear the paranormal claims of some of the most infamous and unsuspecting locations from around the country Ever wonder what roams the property, or lurks behind those closed doors? Curious about the true history of that creepy house that sits down the street? Want to know what evidence a paranormal investigation group may have captured? Then find out every other Sunday, and tune in to BTE Radio for another chilling episode of The Haunted Spotlight, if you dare. Okay, and we are back. Uh, we're talking about uh, 14 different scenarios that basically says that Lizzie Borden did take that, well, hatchet, took care of her parents. But one thing we did do on break was look up uh, the uses of prussic acid. Do you want to explain The medicinal that? uses. Yeah, the medici- why you would need a prescription to go and, yeah. and get that. But Yeah, I, I had never... Uh, really looked into that um, previous. I don't know why, uh, but I just never have. Um, I knew it was something that was a toxin and that would kill you. So why would you have? Why would you use that? But if you remember, like a lot of times, 
back in the olden days, they used a lot of things that we would no longer use today yeah. uh, as a medication. Like they would use cocaine a lot mm-hmm. uh, in the medicinal field. We don't do that anymore today. We're like, yeah, maybe not so much. Yeah. Well, this is kind of the same idea. Uh, they used it uh, apparently for an aid for whooping cough, uh, which was big in the time period, right. uh, for other, you know, illnesses that you kind of would get uh, as a result of maybe having roundworm infestation. For those of you who don't know who what roundworms are, um, you can get roundworms by eating undercooked pork um, and things like that. That's why they say you always want to cook that to temperature. What about weak old mutton? Uh, I guess that would depend on if they had it cooked well or not. Uh, But these are worms that they will literally um, fill your intestinal tract and block your intestines. And so what they were doing with these back in those days, they were using them to kill worms um, that would maybe block your intestinal tract. Uh, They were using it for whooping cough and other things like that. And so... Vomiting in pregnant women. Yes, I I still don't agree with that one. No. By the way, um, they people who had you know problems uh, while they were pregnant with that vomiting, they were giving that to them. Uh, that just to me means like making both the fetus and the mom sick. But you know, whatever. Not a good idea. Yeah, but the idea was that it was going to shut down the nerves in those areas of the gastric area, your stomach area, and things like that, so that you didn't have these pains and you didn't feel upset stomach and things like that but you had to have this in a very dilute amount because if you put it too much extremely diluted amount yeah i mean obviously it's it kills things okay it it shuts down their nervous system uh it kills mammals it kills worms that kind of stuff um we're a mammal and uh large quantities un if they're not diluted, it will cause major damage and death within minutes, from what I read. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's minutes. Yeah, minutes. Yes. All so. right, so let's move on here to number eight. Okay. okay. So at the time of the murder of Andrew Borden, Lizzie claimed to have been in the loft of the backyard for 15, 20 minutes looking for lead sinkers for a fishing excursion. Well, another thing we've heard, she was back there eating pairs well there's they're they're supposed to be together she was looking for lead sinkers and she was eating pears okay police found the loft so stifling hot that it was difficult to believe anyone would voluntarily remain in such a place for as much as 20 minutes they also found no footprints in the loft that could substantiate lizzie's story those are all correct things. Um, it was a, a, a decently warm day. It wasn't extremely hot. Um, but as you know, heat rises. And you've talked about when you go ghost hunting and things like that. We've, I don't know if we've talked about it on this program or not. But, you know, as you go up higher and higher on those hot days to the different floors, all oh, the absolutely. second, the third, the fourth floor, you're like, ah, I'm done. Yeah, I'll uh, stay in the basement. The, the loft in the barn was obviously higher. Mm-hmm. So the higher she would go in there, it would be a lot warmer. Uh, the windows are all closed. The doors are all closed. The heat's being contained. Um, so they said it was quite warm in, in there that day. Uh, they did also look up in the loft where she said she had been looking and moving things, looking for these lead sinkers and standing by the window eating these pears. Why and, do you know so much about this case? I mean, it's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, she... Uh, she said that she had been up there, but uh, when the police officer first goes up there, he looks up there and he puts his hand down and immediately his hand left prints on the floor as he's climbing up there. And he's looking around and he sees no other prints, nothing that looks like a woman's, you know, skirtings had <coughs> had gone through and and taken and picked up any of the dust. You didn't see any drag marks from her dress or anything. And he's like, there has been nobody up here for quite some time. So basically her story was BS. That is um, looking that way. I agree that she was not up there. I I do not believe she was up there. Um, There is a theory that while she was supposedly in there, um, 
eating these uh, pears and looking for these sinkers up in the loft, that she wasn't really doing that. She was actually in there because they did have running water in there and that she was actually in there washing the blood out of her clothing. Interesting. So that is uh, a theory that's so out So she there. was in there cleaning up. Cleaning up, up after the, the first, first murder. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so... Or uh, the second murder, I guess. Technically. I mean, it could have been, you know... Yeah. Could have yeah, been either true. one. All right, so number nine. Um, Lizzie had a strained relationship with her, now they say stepmother. They usually ate their meals separately. Some theorized that Lizzie resented the fact that her father transferred a Falls River property to Abby's sister rather than the, uh, to her. Police noted that during her interview, Lizzie insisted that Abby be described as her stepmother, not her mother. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, when she was first interviewed, uh, just do you know anyone who would want to kill your, your mother and your father? And she's like, she is not my mother. She is my stepmother. My mother died when I was little. Uh, so she was very adamant about that. But um, they did have a strained relationship. There was um, a slight problem with Abby's sister's husband. He he wasn't quite always um, financially going. They thought going to be taking care of her. Um, there were some some relationship issues and things that were happening there, and she wanted to make sure that her sister had some place to live. So uh, she was influential in getting Mr. Borden to purchase the property for the house, purchase the house, and put it into her name. Uh, Lizzie and her sister Emma were both quite disturbed by that because they had never been given anything like that, and they were his own daughters. So they were quite displeased that they didn't get anything. And here he is, you know, this miser not giving them anything and going ahead and giving just some relative of Abby's this house? Oh my gosh. So he eventually did give them his father's house, which they eventually gave back to him. They did sell it back to him, but, um, they, they rented it, didn't they? They weren't happy. Rental property or something? Um, I believe that they did rent that yeah. as rental property at the time. Uh, but that did start supposedly this spark of of real animosity between the family members uh before that you know okay he remarried and eh, whatever so it was kind of the beginning of the end it, it was yeah. yeah and i believe it was supposed to be about five years maybe before that this happened that um that this transaction had occurred uh with the house uh and as far as eating separate times, um, they did sometimes. Sometimes they would eat together, but uh, she didn't eat. Uh, Lizzie didn't necessarily eat breakfast all the time with them, um, depending on how she was feeling or who someone else was. I mean, not, even today, we don't all eat at the same time all the time in families anymore. Uh, we did back in like the 1950s, 60s, things like that. Um, but we've kind of gone away from that again. And at the time, um, they would eat when they, I mean, they had meal times, you know, but they didn't all eat all at the same time all the time. Sometimes they would. So you're, okay. You're sounding like you don't think that Lizzie did it. I'm not saying that. I'm, okay. I'm I'm not saying that she did or didn't do it right now. I'm just going through you with okay. what you're so telling you're, me, you're and I'm devil's advocate. I am telling I'm you okay. based on the knowledge that I have, what is true and what is okay. not true from what I understand. All right, so let's go with number ten. Okay. Although Lizzie appeared to have somewhat better relationship with her distant and forbidding father, there were problems there as well. Lizzie was outraged, for example, when her father beheaded pigeons in the barn loft for which she had built a roost. Her father thought the pigeons attracted neighborhood boys who broke into the barn to hunt the pigeons. This story is one that comes up time and time again. And I have heard and read more often than not that, yes, there was a pigeon issue, that the father did have the pigeons killed. They were her pigeons. She was taking care of them. 
Um, there are a couple reports that, that, that this incident did not happen. Uh, but the majority of them say, yes, this incident did happen. Uh, she was upset with her father because he did this to her pigeons. Oh my gosh, my, you know, this is what I work with. I play with these things, you know, that kind of thing. They were her pride and joy. Um, Some have even suggested that the blood that was found or the blood-like material that was found on the hatchet and, th and some of the things in the house uh, were actually from this incident and not from the murders themselves. Um, but one will never know for sure because, of course, testing was yeah. flawed. But... Um, this is something that supposedly was one of the issues that she had with her father. One of them. One of them. One of them. Yes. We've already talked about another one of them, and I'm going to leave no. the other. Uh, I don't know if it is on your list or not, so uh, okay. I'll leave the other undisclosed right. at this time. All right. So number 11. In the week before the murders, following an apparent family argument, Lizzie and her sister, sister, Emma, left Fall River by coach for New Bedford. When Lizzie returned, she chose to stay in a rooming house for four days rather than her own home and the family residence. Okay. That's um, a week before the murders. I believe that it is in New Bedford where Emma still was. Okay. Um, when well, that kind of says that... Uh, Lizzie came back by herself. Yes, and Emma was supposed to <coughs> remain there, I believe, the rest of the summer. Okay. Um, but Lizzie was not. Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't heard this portion here. I don't know that she came back and stayed in a boarding house. I do not know that. Um, well, so this I would is have to look that up. interesting because it says a week before they left and then... For four days, Lizzie stayed in the house. So, really, she wasn't in the house with her parents that long before she killed them. <laughs> I can't even say allegedly because she she was acquitted. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, uh, there are some timing issues with that. Yeah, she wouldn't have had much time right there to get more and more angry. Although, I guess, sometimes if you're angry and you're away... Uh, you just continue to replay that over and over and again Keep in your head. In and out. Uh -huh. She just forgot to write that note. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to number 12. In 1891, cash and jewelry were stolen from the master bedroom in the board home. We talked about that. Okay. Yes. It was an open secret that Lizzie was suspected of having been the thief. Lizzie also had been accused by several local merchants of shoplifting. Yes, murder is far different that than stealing, but it does suggest that Lizzie was hardly a model daughter. Yes. Remember the key? I do. Tell them the story of the key. So if you go to the Lizzie Borden house now, uh, there is a skeleton key on the mantle in the parlor room, or the sitting room, uh, where Mr. Borden was actually found murdered. Uh, and the key is to the Mr. Borden's bedroom. And the story that goes with that is after this theft that happened and it was only Mrs. Borden's things and, you know, obviously Lizzie had some issues with Mrs. Borden. They did suspect that it was her. Mr. Borden suspected that it was her and that he made a point of making sure that everyone in the house knew that that's where the key was and if anything happened he knew that all the people that were in the house they were the ones who knew where that key was they were the ones who knew what that key went to and anyone just as a passerby a thief would not. Um, so if anything went missing again it would be someone from in the house. Mm -hmm. um, Bridget was also on that list, but the high up was Lizzie. People, every everybody in the house really thought it was Lizzie. 
Okay, so um, I know after the murders, um, Lizzie was charged with shoplifting, but but prior, prior to, to that, she was not charged with anything. Um, there were some instances when she did remove items from a store without purchasing them. Uh, they ended up going on her daddy's tab, and so. He would just pay the tab, pay the bill, and nothing was ever filed because they got paid. Uh, it's just... So she just basically you know. went in and helped herself to whatever she wanted because daddy's going to pay for it. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And after the murders, she, you're of right. Of course, she wasn't there, there, there to the, do that. Yes, daddy was not there to take care of that. She was responsible for her own payments at that <coughs> point then. And uh, So I wonder why you know, you know, they just didn't send her a bill instead of... Yeah. True. Um, my, well, you know what? I'm gonna say I can answer that now. You okay. You, you said, uh, why wouldn't they have just sent her a bill? Remember, people were not happy that she was acquitted. Yeah. People in that town still looked at her as if she had murdered her parents. They, you're, you're right. You're, you know, yeah. they they did not treat her nicely and kindly. So I can see, afterwards. yeah, I can see where they would not have just continued and sent her the bill. They'd be like, you know what, take it. I'm going to stick it to you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so number thirteen. Uh, immediately after the discovery of her parents' bodies, Lizzie sent various persons who came to help on various errands. She did. It seems strange that a woman would choose to remain alone in a house if she thought a murderer still might be near bouts on the loose. Okay, explain that one, Sherlock. (sighs) I'm not explaining anything. I'm just telling you what I know. Uh, She did (coughs) send several people on errands. That is absolutely correct. Uh, She did send... um, Bridget to go fetch the doctor. She did send uh, the doctor to send a telegram to her sister to get her sister back home to let her know that her parents were dead. Um, now, when she did this, she was alone in the house with the uh, bodies? The, when she sent Bridget to get the doctor, yes, she was alone in the house. Um, after that point, no. Um, I don't think... Bridget went back in the house after. Um, she did go back in the house. She ended up being one of the individuals who was on the staircase finding Mrs. Borden's oh, okay. body. Yeah, but she didn't stay there that night. No, she did not stay there that evening, although Lizzie did. Um, she did ask for um, her neighbor to come over when she saw her out the, out the door. Uh, she asked her neighbor to come over, and you know she told her that someone had killed father, and that was while I believe that that was when Bridget was out. So she didn't; she wasn't alone an incredibly long time in the house. Uh, but yeah, she did stay in the house alone, and she did send individuals out on errands uh, immediately. That is something that some people have used as some other evidence that she had done it um, because that's what this list is <laughs> oh no because uh, they say that she Bridget knew she did it or was involved in it and that she sent Bridget out with the soiled clothing and the hatchet oh, to dispose saying. of them while she was out getting this doctor <coughs> others say that the doctor um, that he was actually involved somehow and that the doctor got rid of some things while he was out sending this telegram because he ended up going back, I believe, to his house first and he looked up the time schedules for the uh, trains and the carriages and things like that just to see if he was going to be able to get Lizzie's sister Emma home uh, on the next train or not. Uh, and so... Um, he had some time. He didn't immediately go and do this telegram thing and come right back. So he, he was out. So individuals seem to think that maybe he had something to do with it too. So all these people that she was sending out, 
that gave more credence to her giving them things to get rid of. So, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right, so last one, number 14. On August 7th, three days after the murders, and, and this is the one that basically kind of got the police to basically arrest her, but Alice Russell observed Lizzie burning a blue corduroy dress in the kitchen fire. When asked about it, Lizzie explained that she chose to destroy the dress because it was stained with old paint. Yes. Um, in fact, Alice, um, her friend, again, the one who she went to the night before the murders and says, hey, somebody's going to kill Daddy. Uh, the the time after when she's burning this dress, Alice walks in and she's like, whoa, what are you doing here? You know, this doesn't look right. You shouldn't be doing that. And she's like, oh, no, it's fine. It just it had old paint on it. And that really triggers a lot of people to say she actually was burning the evidence of the dress that she had blood stains on uh, from murdering her dad and stepmother. Um, they did question the painters uh, about this, and they did say that um, she had had a disagreement on the paint color or something like that uh, at some point, and they had come and they were painting the house, and she did get paint on her dress when she was walking by uh, one of the walls the one day. Um, I do not know that they verified that the color was a blood-looking color. I don't, I don't know that they ever really tied color to that paint color, uh, but... She did claim that it was paint. There were painters who said that, yes, she did get paint on a dress. Yeah, but three days after the murder. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Why Why are you yeah. doing that? Yes. Um, I can't say that it was a wise decision. No. All right. So, hey, you know what? We're almost out of time. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, so that uh, so we know that what your theory is. You, your theory is that Lizzie did do it. Yeah, she she either she did it or she had somebody do it. I I don't know. I she, I, I think she was, she was just. I think somehow. number one, she was tired of being strapped into that house. She wanted to uh, be a socialite, have a a, a better lifestyle. Her father, he was, she was fed up with him because basically, you know, he was taking care of the stepmother better than her and her sister. Um, I mean, the guy supposedly killed pigeons because boys were coming around hunting them. You know, it's like, I think she was just fed up or she snapped. It's like, hey, you know, if I get rid of them, I'll get all this money and Emma and I can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. So she just figured out a way to do it, and you know that snap thing kind of goes for and... one of the two murders. You know, like you can snap and kill one person. Okay, we've sort of had that insanity plea out there for a while, but th- this was quite a while's time apart. Most people, when well, they snap really. and do something, not really. it's not an it wasn't hour really or two that far apart. I think she she snapped and, and took out the stepmother. Okay. And then was trying to clean up from it and thinking, man, what am I going to do here? You know, and then father came home before she had a plan or whatever, you know, because I don't think he was expected home at that time. He, he didn't. No, he home. wasn't expected home at that so time. So he came home to but take he a nap. Was going, they did expect that he would. Not spend a whole day out. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't know when exactly he would return. So I think she had other ideas that, you know, okay, maybe we'll take care of the stepmother. You know, maybe she didn't really intend to kill her father. I don't know. She did it. Somehow she's involved. And he came home and, you know, what are we going to do? Or what am I going to do? How, you know, I already got the hatchet, so... <laughs> I don't know. Just somehow she's involved. Whether she planned on taking out both of them or okay. Yeah. Well, there were there are uh, some other things that that kind of go into this as well, and I kind of 
we kind of always talk about Mrs. Borden being murdered first and then Mr. Borden. But at the time, they were actually concerned over which one was actually done first. Really? Um, because of the will and whether or not, you know, who That's was right. going who was going to right. was get things from this. And, uh, and actually, the way it was ruled since... You're right, because mm-hmm. since they ruled that the stepmother died first, her family did could not, not get, get the, anything. Right. Yeah. Because otherwise, her family could have gotten something because she was the surviving widow kind of thing. Um, but based on the blood pools and the congealing of the blood and the body temperatures and things, they kind of did rule that she was murdered first. But that was something that was looked at um, at the time of the murder. Like, okay, we got to figure out which one died first. So that was something that was important as well. Yeah, interesting. So we've been posting stuff. Well, I've been posting. I don't know if you've been looking at it. Um, But I've been posting stuff about the case out on our blog post, our blog site, which is untoldhistoryrevealed.blogspot.com. I have more to post out there, but I didn't want to bombard everybody with all this Lizzie Borden stuff. Um so uh but if you have any comments or questions or anything about this you can visit our our uh, blog site there's a little form on there where you can send us a comment or a message um this will come out on our facebook and twitter and all that other stuff and you can also leave a message there um we'll entertain any comments maybe answer some of the questions on future podcasts Mm -hmm. but uh for now this is going to wrap it up so so you did why why she did it we will have to do something maybe why she didn't do it maybe go over the case and how she got away with it maybe so there she got there are some additional pieces of information that we still yet have oh yeah there's a lot to this yes so uh this is not going to be the last lizzie podcast probably not (laughs) yeah all right all right so anyways um Everyone have a good evening and till next time. Thanks for listening. Night. You've been listening to Untold History 